When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. That's the day. December 31st, in fact. It's New Year's Eve 2019, just four minutes after the 7 o'clock hour. You're listening to Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Dawn. We've got Kenny and Rob as well, keeping us on the straight and narrow. And Dawn, we need to find out whether or not The Mandalorian is worth watching. In fact, you just watched The Satisfy... The Satisfy... My words are getting ahead of me. Yeah. You just watched uh, the finale, and uh, we're going to find out if it was satisfying or not. Yes, yes. Yes, okay. All right. So, Mandalorian, how many episodes? Eight episodes. Eight right. episodes of mm-hmm. this Disney Plus series. It's the reason why I got Disney Plus, because I wanted to watch this. So, um, I would say it started out really strong. This is um, John Favreau, uh, his creation. And it, the first three episodes were like watching a mini-movie. In its entire, those three together were like a movie in and of itself. Oh, wow. It kind of went south, episodes four and five for me. Um, if I mention like a sci-fi show like Stargate, do you know what that is? Yes. Okay. So the cheesiness of a sci-fi show, yep. it kind of went down that road for me. Like the the mission of the week, it went from this really great storyline that involved, I don't want to spoil anything, but it involved Baby Yoda and protecting this baby Yoda. Okay. Okay. So it or kept the child you is what they call it. Focus. The storyline kept yes. you focused for and the first then, three episodes. And it was so imperative that we protect this child. That was the entire plot line. And then all of a sudden, for me, it kind of went wonky. I'm like, don't. If the ultimate goal is to protect the child, why would you be doing this A, B, and C? So then they went off and started doing other things. Like the, you know, it's the little mission of the week type of things. And yeah. two of the episodes were kind of like that and felt almost. Not to the level of what we saw in the first three. Do you know anything about how they, uh, who made this show, or like, was it different directors? Different. Well, that's what we were stri- trying to research yesterday, or whenever those episodes dropped. So we feel like John Favreau had a really strong hand in the first three, and then he turned it over to somebody else, um, and that's where you get into some trouble. Where it's like, this feels like just, uh, why are we doing this? And why, if the main motivation is to do. Um, is to protect the child, you wouldn't be doing this. There was some also some clunky dialogue that was very pedestrian. You know what I mean by that? Like, here we're in this fantasy world, but you're saying, like, like woke phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have an example? Uh, like, uh, you yeah. Know, just okay, like... so, so they're in this town that is just, these people have never left this town, okay? Yeah. And they have huts. And the huts do n- absolutely do not have any type of a door on it. They're just holes. And... The the woman comes around the corner to talk to the Mandalorian, and she goes, knock, knock. 
And we're like, oh, and you're like, you can't say knock, 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 because there's no door. There's no doors. You've never seen a wooden door. It's a hut. And you wouldn't know the phrase knock, knock. It was very like. (laughs) So clearly that tells me that you were not um, because I kind of feel like if the story was moving along fast enough and had your attention, you probably wouldn't be paying attention to whether or not there were doors on the huts. Yes. And they go knock, knock. Another dumb phrase that they said. And I know that I sound like I'm nitpicking, No, but um, it just seemed not as good. They said um, they were, you know, when somebody goes the hell. Like, instead of what the hell, yeah. they usually say the F, oh. but they go, the hell? I'm like, okay. So they didn't have like... Please stop using, like, who wrote this? So it was not like Battlestar Galactica where they created their own, you know, epithets. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it just seemed like they were using very clunky millennium or millennial, yeah, millennial. millennial. yeah phrases okay so by the episode by the time you get to the end and again if you guys are just joining us we're talking about um dawn watching the entire series of the mandalorian on disney plus yeah so you get to the finale yes and does it make you want to you know see season two right because i've just uh said that they are doing a season two which is no surprise absolutely yeah uh you know they bring back my boyfriend mc is like a Star Wars computer. Yeah. Like he knows he's like, I had like, they brought out this big gun. He's like, I had that toy. I had that gun. And he knows the name of the gun. I mean, he is like, (laughs) he's a computer with these things. So I think it served well to, to those Star Wars fans who know all the little ins and outs. I do not. I do know some probably more so than So there's the layers, right? So you like you're layers, saying that you layers, don't have yeah. to be an expert to watch Exactly, series, but, but if you are, you're going to be satisfied by them working in and bringing in things that are from so the old movies. They might have been lazy with some of the, you know, um dialogue, the but they were and they, it kind of bothers me from a costuming perspective when everybody in the See, village Dawn, this has is the, the thing same. that I about, love about Dawn is that you are paying attention to all of the things <laughs> Um, you know, that are that, you know, a good TV critic would. Well, I watch I do like bad sci fi shows and I watched all mostly because Jason Momoa was in Stargate Atlantis. Yeah. Um, but I watched all the Stargates and it rem- I like that cheesy quality. Well, yeah, because where they once go to you get to know lands. Once you get to know the cast and crew, um, you know, it really just becomes about wanting to know what happens to your favorite people. Right. And so you can put up with some like crappy dialogue or costumes, you know, because they had all the same dye job on the um, on the costumes in this little village. It was like all the same color of teal with brown. And I'm like, oh, my God, that looks so cheap and bad. I'm like sorry. Any fan of Doctor Who from the, you know, the classic Doctor Who series. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're paying attention. Like, oh, that's bubble wrap. <laughs> that monster is just green bubble wrap. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, but uh, some of the stars, there's an IG robot that's really great. IG-88. And that is uh, becomes one of the stars of the show. Believe it or not, you, you develop an affection for this robot. Uh, and of course... Baby Yoda or the child. We don't know, you know, exactly. So do you learn by the end of this experience what you the learn baby more. child Yoda thing is? You, you do learn more. You don't, it doesn't have a definite answer as to who that is. Some people speculate that it is Yoda. It is, even though technically in this part of the storyline, Yoda has left the planet. Yoda has died, essentially. But we do know that Yoda is the actual like from a, the movies Yoda. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it happens after the But fact. did he reincarnate into, is he regrowing into this babe? Uh, that's that's the speculation. I think that it is Yoda. Yeah. But that's just me. Okay. I don't know if you and that tweet was not me a spoiler. if you don't think. Yeah. No, that's just my own, you know, 
assumption here. Well, speaking of, um, you know, TV and movie reviews, things, I, I know this time of year people are watching and doing all sorts of um, catching up on TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. I saw one of the movies that I saw over the holiday was um, actually just a couple of days ago, Judy, the Judy Garland. <gasps> I totally want to hear about this. Yes. Kenny, did you see this movie? No, I don't. And uh, Judy really bugs me. Oh, God. Sorry. God. Sorry. Why? I don't know. I, I can't see past the drug abuse. Yeah. Every oh. When you say she bugs you, what do you mean by that? Every role I see her in, I see her as just yacked out on coke yeah. or, or yeah. something. And I, it, it's my own issues. Yeah. It's not anything she yeah. does. Uh, but like, uh, what's uh, Meet Me in St. Louis? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I can't watch that movie. No. It just bugs me. Th- th- that's fascinating, though. And I think, um, I don't know if you would like the film but the film itself deals with the last days of judy garland when she goes and does the oh that sounds depressing it's very very dark and sad but it's when she goes to do her um the the shows at the palladium in london yeah and um right before she dies and it is just it does make you feel the weight of everything she was dealing with yeah uh, up until her death. But we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, maybe what else we're watching when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Good morning and welcome back to Jason Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. By the way, make sure you're listening to us on our app because we have a ton of December prizes on the uh, listener rewards. You can win tickets to see Reba, Maroon 5 at Excel Energy Center. We've also got gift cards to Barnes & Noble, Green Mill, and more. You can get that app or you can stream us online to get registered. Um, you can see all the prizes in our listener awards on the app at mytalk1071.com. Yes. I'm Bradley Trainer. It's 717-ish. That's Dawn, Kenny, and Rob. Good morning to you. Good morning. And hopefully you're getting about your business. And if you're looking for something to watch, we've been talking about TV and movies. You know, people got some days off or mm-hmm. a day off tomorrow. They might want to sit back on the couch and watch something. And something I rented, um, I think we rented it, yeah, on Amazon Prime, was Judy. It's the new film. And it's been nominated. I think Renee Zellweger was nominated for a Golden Globe. And I just want to say off the top, like, I want to take back every plastic surgery joke I made at Renee Zellweger's uh, expense. Really? Because she, like, there is something weird about the performance. I, I, I have conflicted feelings about it, but whenever I'm still thinking about a film days after I've seen it, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, an that's indication a there's thing. something there, right? Yeah. So she plays Judy Garland at a period in her life at the very end. And I had said before that she was doing the Palladium. That was previous this was at the talk of the town in london this was like her last attempt to sort of pull it all together and make money her kids were um staying with sid luft she was fighting for custody and so they were like you got to go make money because if you want to ever get your kids back uh you know you need to go make some money and those british people they love you so she goes over to do this and she just can't keep it together um and it's just it's just a heavy it's sad but but I was struck by how Renee Zellweger was able to inhabit so much of her, of Judy Garland. Yes. You know, because Judy Garland is one of those people who's just almost a caricature of herself. Yes. Her mannerisms, her language, her voice, um, the intonations, her, you know, costumes. So you you have to know that that's an incredibly hard uh challenge. And not make it like a cartoon. Exactly. And, And I won't say there weren't times where I thought it seemed a little cartoonish, but then I kept doing the thing where I was like, well, she was cartoonish. If you watch, if you go back and watch old performances of Judy, 
Um, she seems cartoonish. So then I just kept thinking, wow, I think Renee actually, now the singing was not my favorite. Okay. But again, singing Judy Garland, who's going to do that other than Judy Garland? Yeah, well, it, it, her own voice. She was her own voice. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't be done by anybody else. Wow. So I, you know, cut her some slack in that regard. And, you know, the movie doesn't tell the whole story. It very much tells the story. There's flashbacks of when she was uh, a child star. And it's kind of the film, I think, is making the point that she was a victim of the Hollywood studio system. And they were pumping her full of drugs from a very early age, uppers, downers. Um, yes, and and that's what, you know, Kenny, made, you made the comment earlier how, you know, her drug abuse bothers you. Does it help that she got addicted at a very young age because of her job and the studios giving her drugs? That, that bothers, that, that really bothers me. And as far as I'm concerned, it probably continues to this day. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, we've seen child stars just go woefully south on us when they hit their teens and 20s, you know. Yeah, well, we still talk about it. I mean, yesterday we were just talking about Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And, and, and I know she's not an actress, but uh, this whole Britney thing really worries me. Yeah. I, I wonder if there's a, a human in there somewhere. Um, because she's just so controlled, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, it's really upsetting. Yeah, absolutely. You watch those videos of Britney Spears on Instagram and you're like, I'm not sure yeah. that we're dealing with somebody who's completely lucid. It. Yeah. Now you said that you want to apologize for any plastic surgery comments you made. Is that because you really admire uh, the performance and so or do you still I just believe wanna, that she no had... I just want to because we used to you know make fun of like all of a sudden she showed up looking not like herself and people and she were was, very critical of that yeah and that's an easy thing to sort of poke fun at and <laughs> I was just trying to make the point that I want I don't think she necessarily deserves the best actress award for the year compared to all the other women that were nominated but her performance really did I thought she did an amazing job because I kept seeing some form of Judy Garland versus some form of Renee Zellweger okay which, you know I feel like Renee Zellweger has such an identifiable persona or pers- face yes um do you know a lot about garland so if you when you were watching this mm-hmm. movie could you tell uh, where the producers and directors and, and whatnot got it wrong or, or fabricated nonsense that didn't happen that's something i don't know super well i kind of know her tra- the trajectory of her life and i knew that sid luft like at that point i kind of knew where things were in her family and yeah. oh that's the point at which she's about to be found dead in london and right. so i had a general sense i do want to go back and sort of find out what they left out and um but it also made me think about, and Kenny, I think you'd like this, and and Dawn, and anybody who loves old Hollywood, there are a series of tapes that Judy recorded, I think a little bit earlier yes. than before this film was, was supposed to take place. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com where they wanted her to write an uh, biography an autobiography but she just never would do it like everything she mm-hmm. would you know it, it just wouldn't follow through yeah and um so they gave her a tape recorder and they said just tape oh, yourself right. and there are these like just 
insane. It's going to be surreal. It is. Yeah. It literally is surreal. We yeah. used to just listen to it and I've just heard them. Like, uh, have you heard them? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're yeah. you're so my laughing. My favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz. So I got into okay, Judy so you, Garland pretty deep for a while. Yeah. So and it used to be before the dawn of the internet, these things would be passed around in cassette tape form. Yes. And then they, um, you know, made it onto the internets. Right. Um, and so we were able to listen to them. And you will laugh at some points, and then you're you're you just will feel despair because right. she rants on the couch late at night talking about how she's been done wrong by mm-hmm. Hollywood, and you know, the custody battle with Sid Luft, and so you just can. Feel the, you know, grit and the sadness. It is, the, yeah. It's definitely, and that's when she really does, for me, turn into a cartoon of herself. Yeah. Because you know that she's just blasted on many yeah, pills she's and alcohol. Totally drunk. Yeah. And high on pills. Yeah. And just helpless to control it. You know, not not in control of herself. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, unable to control her own intake. Uh, so, Don, what do you think of her in uh, A Star Is Born? Fifty four. That was the first remake. Yeah. Do you like her in that? I. I do. But it's vastly different from the other ones. So. Yeah, 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 very much. So. It's definitely like its own. Yeah, it's very sad. Um, yeah, I. It, it's one of the saddest performances really that I've seen. Yeah. What about I, I have not seen Judgment at Nuremberg. I haven't uh, seen that either. Oh, I haven't either. <clears throat> no, yeah, I, I really need to see that one. That was made in '61, and I'd love to see her performance there. Well, what year did she uh, pass? 1969. Yeah. Okay. So in June. Yeah. So do you feel like Renee Zellweger is worthy of this Golden Globe nomination? I think the nomination for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think she's up against some. Uh, I, I don't remember the list remember? off the top yeah, of my I'll head, but when I first category. looked at it, I thought, well, she's probably not going to win, but I just wanted to give her some credit because, uh, and my partner, to be fair, my partner did not care about the film. He thought it was too campy and over the top, but I'm like, it's Judy Bleep and Garland. Of course it's going to be campy and over the top. Yeah. That's That was her life. Yeah. People sure. just sort of wanted to be around her. There's this delightful, one of the things I wanted to follow up on this movie uh, Judy was they show these two uh, this gay couple sort of befriended her in London okay and uh, they were just like super fans and she kind of uh, sort of glommed on to them because they were sort of you know the only people that she felt in some weird way connected to okay and I've been meaning to check up and see if you know if that's if they actually if existed. they existed yeah. yeah they could they could just be fabrication but then you see little Lorna Luft and little um Oh, what's what's her brother's name? I forget. Um, it's the two kids, I mean, they're still around. Yeah. And I just think about Lorna and how it must be, you know, in 2019. I, I doubt that they're going to see the show. I know Liza said she wouldn't watch it. Oh, She's, really? She doesn't really play in this film at okay, this point. But. Okay. Uh, so best performance by an actress drama. Her competition is Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women and Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Yeah, so she's, I mean, she's up against... It's tough. I haven't seen those films, but I imagine, um, you know... I have not, yeah, I haven't... Gosh, I haven't seen any of the other ones. Jamie's probably seen all of them. Your partner. He's actually on, uh, he's on his way. In fact, every time <laughs> really? I come home now, between now and the Oscar nom- uh, nominations, he'll be watching films. He has a list of all the Golden Globe nominations. I love this. He will then have a list of all the Oscar nominated films and he will we talked about this yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he but will watch still, them all. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So he really wasn't into it. He thought it was too cartoonish. Yeah. He okay. I, like I'm sitting there weeping and he's over there like, Really? 
And I'm like, I, I can't help it. I mean, oh, you man, just I bet I will cry. feel something. If you've ever struggled, I mean, not that he hasn't had issues in his life, but yeah. you know, if you've if you've ever struggled with anything, or if you ever just feel so something addiction, for other people, yeah, just yeah. not being able to get herself together, yeah, for sure, yeah, wow. So, anyway, that film you can rent it. It's on. You can the, rent it, God, because I can't. I almost can't go to the movie theater anymore. I'd, I'm. Very rarely going to go. Tonight will be one of the few nights that we actually go to the theater. Yeah. I did see Star Wars, though, so right. we and actually that's, went to the theater. There are some Star big Wars. movies that you need to see in the theater just because it feels like you should, you know, yeah. <laughs> like Rise of Skywalker. You yeah. know, we mentioned uh, Britney Spears in this conversation. Yeah, Sure. There is a coffee machine that sounds like Britney Spears. <laughs> so I think when we come back... We should uh, listen to this coffee machine and judge for ourselves whether or not it sounds like Britney. Yes. Should we do that? Let's do that. All right. We'll come back right here on my talk 1071. Good morning. The last day of 2019. I hope you are busy getting ready for the new year. Hopefully you've got something excited or exciting planned for the night. Uh, in the meantime, I just want to remind you, my talk 1071 is a proud partner of Destination Winter St. Paul featuring Wells Fargo Winterscape. So um, the seasonal event will kick off on December 6th. So it's been going on rather and go all the way through February 22nd uh, of next year. Wow, next year. That's already tomorrow. Next year is tomorrow. 2020. That sounds so futuristic. I know. <laughs> um, it, it's open daily. Winter Skate is starting at 11 a.m. Skating is free if you bring your own skates or you can rent a pair for five bucks. Visitors with a Wells Fargo credit or debit card can rent skates free of charge. And there is more info on our website at mytalk1071.com, keyword winter skate. So maybe if you're out today or tomorrow, um, I'm not sure if they've got special hours, but take a look. Uh, and again, go enjoy yourself. Fun times. Celebrate. Yeah. Ring in the new year. Um, okay. There's a coffee machine. Yeah. That sounds like Britney Spears. <laughs> Literally, I saw the headline, a coffee machine is going viral because it sounds exactly like Britney Spears' song, Stronger. And I thought, how can a coffee machine sound like a Britney Spears song, yeah. right? Like, is it, I don't know, like a custom horn? You and know, this like, is the kind of stuff I click on that I love. Yes. So it's a total, you know, viral BuzzFeed experience. Yeah. Can we listen to the actual coffee machine first? Now, mm. I want you to listen again. This is a coffee machine that allegedly sounds... Just like Britney Spears' song, Stronger. Okay. Was that it? That was it. No, well, That's the no. same reaction I had when I watched it. I, made, I had to watch that thing like three times. No, I totally hear it. Okay, now, let's listen to Britney Spears' Stronger in just a moment. So you can get a side-by-side -side of uh, whether yeah. or not this coffee machine actually yeah. sounds like like Britney Spears. Um, <laughs> it's going to take a minute just to make sure. Yeah, because there's usually Again, an do you wanna, that Don, do you want to do the, um, do you want to recreate what we just heard? Oh my God, I can't because it's just. There you go. <laughs> that was basically it. Here we go. Tell me if the coffee machine sounds like this. You'll, you'll hear her talk and then you'll hear the song start. Yeah. Whatever. Sexy baby voice. Oh. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> They're right. Can we listen to the coffee machine one more time, Rob? Sorry. Yeah, it'll take a minute. No, I, no I, I wonder, in the studio, how did they create that, so that sound? I mean, it's almost like a submarine type of a... 
a horn or something. It's some you know? kind of sample, probably slowed down and played backwards or oh, something. Oh, yeah, it's like some type of a synthesizer right, effect. Right, right. Yeah. There we go. What I think the thing that I love about this story is that some Yahoo yeah. heard that and goes, "Oh, it's totally like stronger and at the they beginning." Recorded it at the coffee shop, and then you know to somehow convince all of us to sit there and do this. I literally had to play that clip three times. I'm like, "Wait, no, where's the song part? Where does it sound?" Oh yeah, totally. Yes, yeah, I get that. For the sure. coffee machine. Yes. So that's oh, Brittany. I mean, it does, <laughs> totally. right? Thank you for that. Oh. It gives us happy memories of Britney Spears versus what we were talking about in the last segment, which is yeah, just somebody com- needs to help her. Yeah, oh, completely yeah. controlled by other people. Man, have, have you guys talked at all about the conservatorship? And yeah, yeah, I mean, her dad Jamie just won the lawsuit against the people who were blogging the whole and created the whole free Britney craze. Yeah, because of defamation, they're like, you can't do this and say that this is happening, and the judge sided with Jamie Spears. Yeah. Well, you'd have to have a certain amount of proof that the people on the Free Britney side just aren't going to be able to get whether or not it's true. I mean, I understand why they would, um, you know, forcefully go after it in court because they don't want people to think whether or not that's actually happening. I mean, it caused chaos, especially in L.A., because people were protesting, thinking that she really was under someone's control, including... Alexis's brother Jake yeah, she would go out to free Britney events. Is her dad uh, a good guy? I mean, by all accounts, if you listen to the blind items that we pay way too much attention to on on our show, uh, no, that's what I kind of thought. Yeah, and, and I just wondered if if him being in control isn't hurting her. Well, if you think about it, so you start to do the math, right? Mm-hmm. And again, we don't know what's really going on, but if you think about the fact she's thirty seven, I think thirty seven to thirty eight years mm-hmm. old. And cannot make daily decisions for herself. Right. To the point where she can't, you know, um, if she wants to go to Starbucks, you know, theoretically, the the conservatorship can tell her whether or not she can go to Starbucks. This is crazy. I know that she went through a period of time where she was not... But she was off the in rails. her right mind, but no, I think that thing. was, it was just, kind of yeah, it's kind it of like a just, Judy Garland situation. But it was so hard, difficult to watch that. I mean, she was so far off the rails, yeah, and it was just upsetting to see that. You know, well, she shaved her head and did all that, and Federline was there mooching off her, and no, well, have, now have, and now he's the one that's more stable. Yeah, <laughs> as it turns out, do they have one or two kids? Two kids, yeah, two kids, two boys, and he has, I. Th- think it's like 70 30 he has like 70 percent custody and you know the whole storyline that they've been trying to push is that she's going to go back to court in january to fight for more custody of her kids but i mean and didn't her vegas thing end and didn't they say she probably won't be back yeah yeah and, because she had to go back uh you know to get some sort of treatment I mean, she was hospitalized at mm-hmm. the beginning of last year i think and that's that was you know that sort of shut down the the possibility of her performing anytime soon. Um, that's that's so sad. It really, really is. Really but again, sad. if you think about it, like why would any like those conservatorships have, were not set up to deal with you know a multi millionaire uh, right. pop stars career because they were set they up for like her money yeah these are these were set up for people who are old and infirm who can't make decisions you know financial decisions for themselves to be cared for and not taken advantage of right and you know to your point yeah there might have been a, a, a period of her life where 
um, she needed to have somebody making daily decisions because of the, you know, just all the powers that be. But still for 10 years or 14 years, I think, right? I I think that's ridiculous, honestly. She needs to be out from under that. Well, and that's the thing with with, um, celebrities at a certain point. If you have a meltdown, if you have a public, like a psychic break with the world, and you are uh, that much of a public figure, why can't you just stop being a public figure? That's where we began to question this conservatorship because it almost seems like the the conservatorship is there to make her continue to work, to make money, to employ all those people. Yes, it's a machine. When you say Britney Spears, that includes 20 people that make Britney Spears. Plus, I'm sure. I'm sure it's more than that, honestly. All of these big stars. Just like Elvis, Colonel Parker, same thing. Yep. Controlled every aspect of Elvis's life. Yep. You they know, have a team. Drugs to wake them up, drugs to get them on stage, drugs to get them off stage, drugs to get them on the airplane. Yeah. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Well, and you almost wonder, okay, we've seen enough of these stories. When is some something actually going to change? It's obviously not because we're. I don't know that I've seen anything. No, because different. you still have people like Ariana Grande <clears throat> who have to be hospitalized for exhaustion and Selena Gomez. You know, this is... It's oh probably... yeah! Did you see Selena Gomez at um, oh gosh, what was it? The Billboard Music Awards yes. when she played uh, or she performed on stage, she was it was horrible. She had a panic attack yeah. apparently before, yeah. and they were trying to convince her that it was going to be okay, you know, to go out there and do this. And it's like you need to take off like years. Yeah. You have enough money. Everyone will be glad to see you come back. Get yourself right and just like, I mean. <clears throat> But you then can, again, we don't know who's filling her with drugs. With you know, it's just. I mean, Justin Bieber has had times where he's had to leave. Well, that's another guy. person. I yeah. can't believe that he's that well connected to reality at this point in his life. Being through everything. I mean, he was a child star on you know from YouTube who went right. on Ellen, and then his life was never the same at the age of uh, whatever that was twelve like or 12. thirteen. Yeah. yeah. So you can't imagine that anybody in their right mind, or well. Anybody would be able to continue to have their right mind. Your brain is still developing, and yeah. all of that is thrust upon you. No wonder he kind of went off the rails. And I, I think part of that was orchestrated by giving him street cred, because here he was, this blonde, just little boy, and then he's mixed in with like, oh, you're actually a really good R&B singer, so we're going to work you into the rap world. He had to have you know some bad boy image going mm. out there. People wouldn't have accepted it. So. You know, the only person that seems to be rising above that, or at least is we perceive that she is, is Taylor Swift, right? Like, she always seems like she's in control, that she's dominating, that she's True. overcoming. Maybe that's why people are annoyed by her, because she doesn't seem to have any flaws. Maybe she's an alien. What about Cyrus? Does she have it together? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> she seems, I don't, I go back and forth with her. Because sometimes I feel like she has it together, and then you see what happened this summer, mm-hmm. where she's spotted on a yacht making out with a woman, mm-hmm. and doesn't, you know, realize that her marriage has ended, and then her husband decides to tell her that they're getting divorced, right? And then she goes off like a few days later and dates a guy. Yeah, it's which you know, hey, if you're fluid with your sexuality, that's one yeah, but thing. That's but like, that's like this is just yeah, it's really weird, self-destructive behavior, and I just wonder. Then you see like her mom is in the car with her and this girl. They which, went to, the, the the woman went to her grandmother's funeral, right? Right. I'm not yeah. saying there's no. Please don't get me wrong. This has absolutely nothing to do with her choices in sexuality. It yeah, has to do with that. her choices of like you just ended your marriage. 
through an Instagram post, yeah. basically. And wow. now you're wow. kind of being very disrespectful. No matter what he did, as a public person, wouldn't you want to have some class? And I don't see her having any class ever. Well, and her parents yeah, support everything she does. There doesn't seem to be a person in Miley Cyrus's life that's going, Because she's a meal ticket. Can you please? Yeah. Her mom is always at her side, clearly. Supporting everything like, yeah, it's great. Whatever you want to do. Who is her mom? Uh, Well, her dad's Billy Ray Cyrus, as you know. But what is her mom? Her mom isn't famous in any way. I don't think so. She wasn't. No. And does Billy Ray have it together? Because I've often wondered how come dad doesn't step in and go, "Uh, listen here. Yeah, nobody's doing that with her. That's why she acts so, I, I don't know. I think the fear of your parents is important. <laughs> well, when I, I think it helps, yeah, you're impor- I think you're, it helps. their approval. Yeah, I and at the helps. point that the child makes more than the parents, that just seems like a horrible dynamic that yes. nobody should have to deal with. Yeah, for sure. You know, JoJo C one included. Um, uh, oh gosh, has your uh, has Jamie seen Honey Boy? I've been wanting to see that. I it's Shia LaBeouf's okay. movie, and it's supposed to be excellent. It's about him growing up in Hollywood. Oh, sure. And he plays yeah. his dad. Yes, and I've- apparently there was a lot of weird. Things going on with money and controlling I issues. Can it's it's really messed up story I've heard and really great. Okay, Honey I'll Boy. Ask him. Yeah. When we come back, um, you're gonna speaking of movies. Tell me who I am. The documentary. Oh God, I can't wait to talk about All this. Right. Yeah, we'll do that when we come back right here on Jason Alexis in the morning on my talk 107.1. Dawn watched a really good documentary that she's going to tell us about in just a moment. Good morning. It's 746 Tuesday, December 31st. It's your last wake up of 2019. <sighs> Luckily, it's also the last day of 2019. Otherwise, that would be really uncomfortable. Sorry. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Dawn today. Um, Jason will be back on Monday. In the meantime, in between time, tell me who I am. This is a documentary that's currently available on Netflix and Dawn you wanted to share your thoughts with us. Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh, okay. It is unbelievably good. This is Britain's best documentary of the year. Oh. Uh, and uh, Rob, do you have that trailer? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's just play a little bit of it before okay. I get to Tell me about, who I tell am. Tell me who I am. I remember opening my eyes and looking around the room. I instantly recognized my twin brother. And I just said, hello, Marcus. But it started to dawn on me that I didn't know where I was, I didn't know what happened to me, I didn't even know my own name. Everything had gone. There was so much to learn. If he hadn't known who I was, then he would have been all alone in the world. But he wasn't alone in the world, he had me. I started piecing things together. He would give me a photo, and I would construct a memory around that, and life seemed good. Privileged family, normal parents, he painted an idyllic picture. But I was never questioning anything. I had no reason to doubt it. I, from day one, painted a picture of a normal family, but none of that was true. It was a fantasy that I was creating for him. How could we have secrets? We don't have secrets. The one person that I absolutely trusted has betrayed me. It's crazy. Oh my god. Okay, so oh. this is identical twins. Okay. In obviously in England. Yep. One of them has a motorcycle accident at age 18. And when he wakes up in the hospital, 
He sees his twin brother and says, Marcus, hello. Everyone else, he has no idea who they are. He doesn't know his mother. He doesn't know where he lived, how to brush his teeth, riding a bicycle, who his friends are, his girlfriend. His entire life is blank. So the only person he knows is his twin. And so the twin tells him about his life up until that point. They go home. His mother is devastated that he doesn't know her. She can't really accept it. Things are weird. And he creates what his life is for him and tells him his brother over years. Know. Yes. What his life was like and paints an idyllic picture. And that is not the truth. When does when does he I mean, I want to watch this. He so learns the truth somehow away, at age thirty two. Oh my god. A piece of the truth because he finds something. Then for the next until he is fifty four years old, he does not know the truth. And you witness on camera him learning the truth. And it is haunting. It is devastating and it is the best one of the best documentaries I've okay. ever seen. You have to watch this. Okay. You will weep. It is to see him learn about what really happened to him is I can't believe that they allowed us to have that privilege. This is I can't believe it. This is fascinating. I it have is, not heard anything and about is, this. Did it just come out? It came out in August. Okay. It was a book in 2013, but we haven't seen he did not reveal anything to him because that that his twin wanted to keep this secret so bad and wanted to recreate a really good life and so he saw it as a gift to his brother what he did wow i have so many questions but i don't want you to answer <laughs> yeah, them i don't want to say anything else because you guys it, it is so well done it's so well shot they do reenactments but they're not cheesy at all so it's really just they're taking footage of videos of um them as children like home videos and working them into really beautiful haunting images like they have they lived in a, they had a privileged life their parents were wealthy and so there's a shot that is just like wow of um a birthday like a long table in front of the house that they lived in and there's just a birthday cake on the table and the the birthday candles are illuminated there's nobody in the shot and then all of a sudden they just go out the candles go out. It's stuff like that where I'm like, who is this filmmaker? Okay, so, and the filmmaker, by the way, I was just looking yes. to see because I'm like, who who is this person? Ed I'm getting Perkins chills just talking about it. Is the director, and I don't know anything about it. I Perkins. did look him up on vacation, but I couldn't recall. He got famous by doing something else which, like, launched his career. And this is, I just, I know that it won Britain's Best Documentary, but this Netflix show is going to, I'm pretty sure, going to be nominated next year yeah. for it's just fascinating. And how long is it? I think an hour and a half. Okay. So you can definitely consume it. It gets a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I mean, that's... It's just like, it's great because the one thing I think will be a challenge maybe for some people, since they're identical twins, their voices are very similar. So when you're oh. listening to them narrate things and they have scenes playing, you're like, okay, wait a minute. Is this Alex or is it Marcus? So just pay attention to that and be like, okay, this is the story of, this is Alex who was in the accident talking about... <laughs> His life. So the setup that you gave, the, the you know the listening to a little bit of that trailer there. I mean, that's a huge, huge. Uh, I mean, it just sounds like a great premise for a documentary. Does it pay off in the end? It totally pays off because we see him hearing about what happened to him. Okay, so you find end. out. So you feel like there's because he desperately wants to know, yeah. and the twin will not tell him anything. <laughs> and it, you know, it's got to be bad if you're not willing to tell somebody until they're fifty something years 54. old. Fifty four. 
Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to hear the dynamic between them and him trying to convince him, this is why I need to know, no matter what it is. I feel hollow and empty inside. The only thing I know is what does he have. Me. Mem- like, does he gain back some of his memory at all? No, no. It's only what his twin has told him. So he looks at photographs and he'll say, "This is where we went on vacation to the beach," and it's just a picture of them in the sand together. And so he'll create an entire story based on that photo. And so he really is like his photo is his only. So he was obsessed with pictures, and then he started taking pictures. You know, of like there's one funny moment where he apparently had a girlfriend before he had the accident. And so he had lost his virginity to that girl. And he goes, I'm the only person in the world who's lost their virginity twice to the same woman. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, that have been. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, I can't recommend this enough. It's not a happy film. I'll say that. But um, you really are on both of their sides, you know, because you never feel like. He should have told him. Oh, you don't. I did not feel yeah. like like you. Bo- you understand from both points why they desperately are steadfast in what they're doing. To me, the sign of a good documentary is that you aren't picking sides, or that you are struggling yourself with what you think. You know, if there is a question, what what the right answer would be? Because otherwise, it would be. Well, why would you watch? Right? Like if exactly. you're just set up from the beginning to believe. Well, one you know, way, like but, Michael Moore's films are pretty much that way, where yeah. you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, I have to choose this side. Yeah. You know, but yeah. But I mean, you know, uh, for me, a story like this, if you can keep me the whole time going, oh, I don't know, I don't know, what what would I do? Yeah, you're yeah. going to be amazed by this. Okay, you're going to so love it. Tell me who I am. And I'm now going to read. I'm so obsessed with it. And the book, it, give me the context for the book again. It was written before the documentary? Yes. So the book was published in 2013. So he, it, it doesn't reveal what I we don't believe so, but I haven't. I, that's what I was a little confused about because I don't know. Maybe they filmed the documentary in 2013 and it's just now made it that's, to around the circles of film festivals. And, you know, it, it yeah, won't tell you right. And don't Google don't, anything, yeah. guys. Just let it be like what I said. Trust me this on this. Age. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just love British film and documentary. You will, you will love it. It's going to be one of your favorite things you've watched this okay, year for okay. sure. And oh. there's one more day. So, see, we talked about giving uh, recommendations, but you're one of those people that. Yeah. I, I trust you. I guarantee you this is going to. You're just. This is fantastic. It's just. You feel so. Like I said, you actually feel so privileged <laughs> that you are able to witness what happens. And him finding out. You promise we'll stay friends, Don? Yeah, I promise we'll stay friends. No, no, I mean, no, you will no, cry, no, Kenny. No, no, no. I, I jumped on the Wikipedia page just because I wanted to see who made it. And I I read the synopsis. Don't, oh, Kenny! Uh, 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 no, 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 no. Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. okay. All right. Are we still friends? We're still friends. Okay. If you don't want to do it, if you can't handle it, I understand. I, but... I don't think I can handle okay. it. Okay, I, I really gotcha. Don't. All right, when we come back, the third hour begins. We're going to find out about Dawn's Disney scooter craziness right here on My Talk 107.